Hello everybody and welcome to WTS 187. My name's Danny Murray. I'm Graham Merrigan. <laughs> and this is the first time we've ever had to record like this. We'll get on to that in a minute. But no, get on to it now. I'd rather introduce our guest. First. Okay, fair enough. And then, you know, so he's making his return to WTS pod after the release of his second book. I forgot the book. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew I forgot something. I don't believe. I don't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Chef Adrian Martin forgets books. Oh, you lads. <laughs> so you forgot the book, and I forgot the recorder. I fucking knew I had it out on the table to bring it with me as well. There's no comparison there, Danny. Uh, sorry, man, there is. The, book, the book's an integral part of this podcast. I was going to quiz him about you know, the, 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 <laughs> the quality of paper. I was going to the, the ink. I, was, I had all these questions lined up, and now I have nothing to talk to this man about. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Sorry. I don't think you're embarrassed. I'm sitting here going, Merlo, we're going to have to record this on phones. Uh, so if the sound quality is shit, that's my fault. But if you've nothing to talk about, it's Adrian's fault. <laughs> <laughs> No, so I think, in fairness, you feeling embarrassed ridiculous compared to, we invite you to a podcast, you kindly agree, and then you rock up, and I'm like, so I don't have a recorder. <laughs> listen, I don't mind at all. Right, congratulations on Create, the second book, after yeah. Fake Away was, you know, I think to every house in Ireland now has copied that. Yeah, stage. a friend wow. of ours uh, put up Vince's story the other day that he was cooking from your... That's right, yeah, a friend book. of the show, yeah. Mark Brock, uh, I think he made your fried rice and said it was... Unreal. It's mad. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so mad. Yeah. When was that released? Uh, that's two years ago. Gee, yeah, he's still using it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's 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 uh it's funny. Um, like still out of the shelves. Yeah. I suppose since I brought out the second one, I kind of just just went out there again. You know. It's yeah. Mad. Like, but, um, yeah. So many houses out there. And, like so many people have sent me pictures. I actually seen it. I don't know. It's room to improve. It was one of those shows. And someone's kitchen was all done up, and I think there's the book there sitting on the stand, open, like you know, it's a decorative piece. No way. Of I'm like, that's mad. That's mine. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's cool. Like, yeah. yeah. So, it's pretty. Dermot Bannon yeah. did that, did he? Yeah, well, I don't know who it was. It's <laughs> cool. That, that name, that name won't go down well in this podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there's ongoing legal proceedings. You can't get in. <laughs> oh, right, there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. So. Right, fake away was kind of you know, it was literally all the food that you love you're not supposed to have in a book, and I was kind of like make it at home rather than spending twenty quid in your chipper or in your Chinese or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whereas create slightly. Yeah, different. It's, it's a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Uh, for people to kind of, it's a little bit more of a niche book rather than just you know every single Joe soap cook out of it. Yeah. I suppose I wanted to do something. It's kind of like you put your you want to prove your point, you want to put your stamp out. So I used to get this the whole time, like where people really don't believe you that you worked in such and such a place or people kind of question your kind of ability and stuff. So I was like, you know what? It's like, let's bring this out and uh, let's- What question your ability? Yeah, the woods, yeah, people would, because I get always compared to another, uh, you know, Irish, Oh. So called chef, you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh MG, move yeah. on. <laughs> Don't see it, sorry. <laughs> um, I always compare it to him, and. Um, Is yeah. that annoying because you're actually a well, chef and he isn't? Yeah, well, it's annoying because, you know, you, you, you do the you do the hours, you do the, 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 the uh, hard work. Like, like, I worked in restaurants from 
Tuesday to Sunday, we went at 9 o'clock in the morning, we didn't finish till 1 in the morning, you stand your feet the whole day, your feet used to be wrecked. You used to have to go home after work, put your feet up against the bed lengthwise, so like the blood would rush out of them, like, you know? Jesus. Jesus. But I, like, you were, I worked in it for years now, I think did 8 years, and I got lucky, so that, you know, I got lucky and got asked to go on TV, that's, that's the truth of it. Like, yeah. Was that ever the goal? No, no, it wasn't, no, I, I wanted to open my own restaurant, that's a goal. Um, but uh, not not to be on TV, no. Uh, listen, I wouldn't bother me one bit if I was on it or not. I yeah. just ended up on it. Now, I've been on the six o'clock show uh, five years this October coming, so that, I've just been a regular on it since. Yeah, yeah. And that was a starting point for me. Whatever else came with it, books and all that sort of stuff. I've just been asked to do them. Yeah. And I've just been like, yeah, look, sure, look. Might as well give it a go. It's a bit of crack, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's, right. that's just the way I look at it. Yeah. yeah. So so create um, was that kind of point where people, you know, you get messages all the time, nearly every week. They're like, mm-hmm. ah, sure. How would you know what you're at? Because I look so young, you see. Yeah. So I'm 27, and I look like I'm about like 12, you know. <laughs> and um, people find it hard to to see that you've done those hours, you know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I kind of I get why they questioned it. So I just like you know what? Let's take out create. But it was kind of a passion project as well. Um, it was what I trained in. Yeah, so we did. I trained in fine dining. I'm obsessed with it. We eat out. We don't eat out like really casual dining too often. We just go yeah. for the fanciest, the fancy, and we spend quite a bit of money on food, you know. Yeah. And uh, I suppose to do something like that, it's great to see even other chefs buying the book. So it's actually funny. There's a very lot. There's a lot of young chefs buying this book uh, through my website and using it, and you know, even message me going and see your recipe there. You know, would it work if I tried such and such a thing with it myself? And all. it's really cool to see that, mm, yeah. that there's chefs in colleges using this book for, you know, their day-to-day stuff, you know. And it's, yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to maybe hopefully inspire a new yeah. generation of chefs coming through, yeah. You know, um, fine dining, how do you put um, mm. a price on fine dining? Um, it's to do with the, the hours of work that go into it. So, like, you're to do, say, make a burger... Um, a burger doesn't require a whole pile of, I suppose, work involved in it. Um, so that's why you can charge so cheap for a burger. You know, realistically, you can buy a burger. It's already made. Like, McDonald's burgers are, what, two quid or something. Yeah. Mm. So, like, they're just blasting them out. They're doing such a high quantity of it um, that they 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 can charge, you know, two quid for it because they're doing such quantity. And it takes a couple of, <clears throat> it takes five minutes maybe to cook one of their burgers. Um, if you're doing a dish in fine dining, um, the hours that are spent on the feet, uh, you know, for instance, a spinach leaf. This is just one job I used to do when I started. Spinach leaf, you know the stem on the spinach leaf? Yeah. Pick it off, all right? Make sure there's no bruises on the spinach leaf, and then put it into water, wash it, and then put it into a container ready for service. That's one job on one plate of food, and you can pick. I remember you Before it goes on the plate. Well, no, that's during the day. Your pre- that's your mise en place, your prep. Yeah. So that little job would take maybe half an hour, and you might pick thousand, two thousand spinach leaves. You know, so that's one job. Um, I mean, fillet and fish. So you buy in fresh fish every day, and the fish comes in fresh. Scaling the fish, gutting it, uh, taking the head off. You know, running your knife down, fi- taking the fillets off and portioning it, yeah. uh, and scaling it so scaling it is another thing where you scale say a piece of meat or scale it on weighing scales where you weigh it 
so you weigh each portion the exact same so it's consistency throughout as well so there's such care taken in, in the food yeah and um, it's all that prep stuff that's I suppose why fine dining is that little bit more expensive there's you know care and time put, in, mm. put into it and I really appreciate it and the guys that are doing it for the last years like you have in Dublin here you've amazed you've chapter one you've Lecker Van who've mm-hmm. been you've been doing it for years that's Derry is it that's Derry and that's Ross Lewis yeah the guys have been doing that for years I think Derry has like 30th anniversary of, the, of the restaurant yeah oh, Jesus restaurant. maybe I'm wrong maybe, I don't know if it's 30 or it's 20 but it was, sure it's one of the it's one of the main restaurants that would last at the recession didn't it yeah it did through the recession yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just the, the care for food and the detail that they put into it I mean is is incredible yeah. and I really appreciate those places some people don't appreciate it and they go well the portions are tiny whatever but you're getting say a tasting menu with say seven odd different yeah. uh, dishes you're going to be full after it I was going to say would it fill you though yeah, <laughs> yeah well you come out happy <laughs> we, we ate in myself and Fiona we ate in uh, my, my favourite restaurant ever I, was, I ate in it years ago when I was 17 and I went back again in January to eat in a restaurant Gordon Ramsay yeah. and uh we had, I think we got extra courses. We made nine courses each. And I mean, we came out and we were like, Jesus, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly stuffed now, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know? But Where's that now? Where's that? That's right in now? Chelsea. It's in Royal Hospital Road in Chelsea. So, like, the best meal I've ever had. Yeah. The best meal I've ever had years ago when I was 17, and they've just improved it again. Like, that would be slightly more upmarket than Ramsey Burger that you would have been in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. It's, a, it's a three Michelin star restaurant. Yeah. But it's, yeah. And is he st- is, like, would he still be working in there? Would he go once a week or whatever? No. I, I don't know if he's there once a week. I, I, we were asking and stuff. We were brought into the kitchen. To, to they bring you into the kitchen and they introduce you to the head chef and they introduce you to all the staff and it's really cool that's all part of the kind of experience of something like that though is it or yeah is that I, I, I'm not of... sure if it is or not to be no. honest I don't know like I, when we went in we only ended up getting in on a cancellation so we I booked Petrus which is this other restaurant yeah and uh, the cancellation came up for the chef's table so the chef's table oh, is okay, like your okay, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah, so they bring you in. I think that's part of the chef's table yeah, experience. Yeah. Bring you in, you meet the chefs, you see the kitchen. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a cool experience. Like it's, uh, that's, yeah. a, that's a very famous restaurant, that place. Like it's, yeah. it's, an, it's one of the best restaurants in always, the world at certain times. You know? I've always wanted to do one of those chef's table things, but then I'm always afraid that my ignorance and stupidity, like they'll do this unbelievable, like I say, this fine dining thing, unbelievable, and I'll be like, any chance for the ketchup? I don't do them in KFC either though Dan yeah, yeah. I think like it's that, that, that experience that we had um, I remember us making the decisions the cancellation came up and I was like I've already got Petrus booked and I was like to Fiona will we go to it or will we not and I was like you know what it'd probably be once in a lifetime experience yeah. for us and I was like you know you do it once and I was like you know what let's do it and we came out of it and she was like she's never like and Fiona's a very very plain eater and yeah. Fiona will just she goes out to chef veg. Yeah, yeah she's meat and two veg that's all she wants for dinner every day she's like broccoli spuds and <laughs> dry meat cooked well done you know oh. and she came with me to it like um, she eat whatever like she doesn't mind I suppose oh. um, she came out of it and she was like the best meal I've ever had in my entire life you know yeah. and nine courses uh, yeah yeah nine courses and what was massive about it 
Um, what was the best part of it? I, I don't know. It's just everything is so detailed. So as soon as you come in, they know your name. They take your jacket. Like, I mean, they're like, how are you, and Adrian? How are you, Fiona? Like, sit you down. They're just like, and you're like... Oh. <laughs> 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 Obviously, because they've done their research and that's yeah. part of the experience. Like, but it's funny, like, you know, and then just the talking to us about the wines and, you know, just everything about the experience is amazing, you know. I took so many photos of the food and stuff. Yeah. What capped it for me at the end was Gordon Ramsay himself followed me on Instagram afterwards. No way. What? Yeah, and I was like, Jesus, this the is nice. that, yeah. 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 How did that happen? Um, well, I just I just put up an Instagram post that was like, amazing meal, best meal we've ever had in our lives. Photo of the two of us afterward, a couple of the dishes. Yeah. And I didn't see it, actually. And then Fiona was to be the next day because we were just getting ready to go to a second place. But true, like, so he liked the, I didn't even see it because it was in the middle of the night because he was in a different time zone. So he liked it and then he had uh, followed me. And now every time I put up an Insta story or put up something, the odd time he'd give it like, you know, when you can give someone like a thumbs up or yeah, something. Yeah. He'd do that or he'd like uh, view the story as well. That's, kind of like, this is fair, that's really cool. That yeah. is deadly. That's... I don't know if it's him or if it's team or whatever, but like I'll take it, you know? Yeah, it is it, him. <laughs> when, it's, when it's celebrities are like, I'm always like, they run their own thing. They run. When it's celebrities are like, I'm like, that's a fool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cool enough to do it around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it was very. Uh, I just thought it was very cool to to. Uh, and like, like I'd send them. I've sent them a message before. Like, and he's responding on. You like, you know, fair play. You know, really, like, yeah, yeah, he's he's responded. Like, you know, so. Does he have a place in Ireland? No. He used to have a place yeah. in Powers Court. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. His own boy, like, uh, what happened was it ended up going, the recession happened at the time, and yeah. uh, the company that was over went bust that owned the hotel, so I was kind of trying to avoid for it, yeah. I was reading into that, actually, because mm. sim- something similar happened to myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Cap that there. Oh, well, then you can talk about it if you want. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, it's up to you. Yeah. No, I've had a busy year. Like, I, I wanted to, I've always wanted to open my own restaurant and stuff. Yeah. And I've had opportunities. We did a night in a, in a certain place in Ireland there back last year, and we had amazing interest in it. Uh, it's in, in Cavan, it's in my mm. locality. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we, were, we were planning on opening my own restaurant in it. And it's just a shame, it's just uh, something that's come up with it, you know, yeah. can't really say too much, but, uh, um, you, you know. Still, you so, didn't get it over the line? No, we didn't get it over the line, it's really disappointing to be honest with you. And like, yeah. you know, there's always these happy stories and happy stories about everything, but it's not always plain sailing. Like we're working hard behind the scenes, I've been yeah. working hard behind the scenes for the last two, three years trying to get my own restaurant going. Don't know what the concept is, I developed a concept for this this year. Um, which is called wildflower. So wildflower was to do with foods that are foraged, foods that are kind of locally sourced, uh, sustainable. Um, and we just wanted to do kind of, uh, I suppose, really creative stuff with food. You yeah. know? So I had that to develop this year for a certain restaurant in Ireland and it just fell through there, yeah. I'd say about a month ago. <clears throat> it was meant to be open in April. This yeah. year we had it signed off to be open in April, but it just fell through. It's so yeah. you know you pick yourself up and you you go back at it again. You know we've spent a bit of money on it, but yeah. look, you know it'll, it'll go into something else. It's, you know? it's um. Did you did you get to go to Heron and Gray? Uh, I've I, I was there um 
When was I there? Was Where's it what's Aaron Gray? Aaron Black Rock. Black Rock, actually, Rock yeah. yeah. Um, it won a Michelin star. And then I think it was earlier this year they... They changed their name to yeah. Liat uh, yeah, Restaurants, one, yeah. Yeah, one of the lads that was involved, I think, stepped away for a while. Around, yeah, yeah. And that's why, yeah. Um, but it's that kind of thing where, like, they do that kind of sustainable... Like, the, the menu you get is basically the menu you get kind of thing. The yeah. The food that is in season and... Yeah, it's all about seasonality and yeah. it's all about what's ripe. The ripeness of the food is mm. important to the dish, you know. So you you take your ingredients that are in season, you go source them, you go find them, and then you uh, work with those and yeah. create in your menu. So your menu changes weekly, if not monthly, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's it's, uh, it's a different, more difficult way of cooking mm. um, because a lot of chefs uh, go for that um, consistency thing. Whereas to be consistent in that, it's yeah, way more difficult, yeah. you know. So it's it's a more difficult task. But if you can get it right and you can do it really I, well, like you have amazing I, food. Yeah. I can't get consistent using like you know Schwartz curry powder. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind if I'm trying to do everything from scratch with like fucking saffron <coughs> and everything. Like you know what I mean? That's yeah. expensive. Don't ever try to and like we'll go to a restaurant. You're playing Jane though, aren't you? I'm not playing playing, but if I go to a restaurant like nine times out of ten, I'm getting a steak. Do you know what I mean? That's <laughs> that's how my brain works but I'll try to like go I'll get something different on the side or like you know I'll try do things I'll do something different to starter but like I like a steak so I want steak is basically my <laughs> um, I do love a steak myself yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but with that place you don't get a choice it's literally so like I don't really eat fish do you know what I mean yeah. especially if it doesn't come in a bag because it's only all catch <laughs> <laughs> so that's not fish though so like so, <laughs> so like if we wrapped up there and there were like tonight there'll be red snapper I'd be like Someone's getting two dinners, and I am not one of them people. Like, really? So, would you yeah. not eat it? Yeah. You I wouldn't even would, try it. No, I would try it. I would. I just. I know. Me I try and be, yeah. yeah, I try ends. And Fiona's like that. She won't try it. Like I think we were eating in Glover's Alley there recently enough, and I was like, John, I don't even want to tell her what these dishes are. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just not going to say. It. And beef yeah. tartare came out, and uh, beef oh. tartare is you know it was raw yeah. beef like you know and it was dressed up nicely, but it had some sort of sauce going through it. In, in the restaurant, I said no to her, and she was like, What's the little red bits? Are they mushrooms or whatever? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are, they are. After eating it, she's like, Geez, I really enjoyed that. She's like, That was really nice. And I was like, Google there what beef tartare is. <laughs> she Googled it, and she's like, Raw beef. And she's like, I think I'm going to be sick. No, <laughs> yeah, That'd so be like Danny. Yeah, yeah. I know beef tartare is. No, but you'd be like that if you didn't know something. Yeah. Then you find out what I probably was. would overreact. Diana <laughs> does that to me all the time. My missus all the time she'll make something and like she'll sit there and I'll know because she tries to be like, there you go, this is a very normal dinner that you're eating, but there's nothing different about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> and like, just by the way she even puts the plate down on her or something different about it <laughs> and I literally take a mouthful of it and she's like well and I'm like that's literally one bite I've had like can you and she's like but what do you think I need to know right away and I'm like yeah it's nice yeah how nice and I'm like it's, it's nice like anything different and she's waiting for me to say no and then she's going to be like oh a corn it's not even me and I'm like yeah. oh, right whatever oh, she didn't do that to you did she? she she has done that to me in the past uh-huh. oh, oh, no but actually, you mentioned kind of fish there, and the, the like a while ago, and the whole like scale it, fill it, weigh it, the whole process of just getting consistent. Because even when you're cooking fish, the consistency, like you know, what I mean? yeah, I mean, yeah, right, yeah. I've been on a mad one watching Hell's Kitchen lately, right? It's season two thousand seventeen in Australia. That we didn't know was from 2017, and I was thinking I'm only a week behind, kind of thing. And I googled it, and I went, this is on two years ago, like not 
this mice me time watching this, do you know what I mean? But your man Gary from Geordie Shore was one of the big planet. And it was just a load of Australians because it was in Australia. I haven't watched the Australian one. Oh, watched yeah, it. Yeah. it was actually it was Marco Pierre White. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of like him on it. You know what I mean? It's good. But, uh, yeah. but the, every week they were doing this kind of fillet of salmon, and every time I watched it, I was like, "How do they get like any time you see a fillet of salmon like in in the shop, it looks a bit kind of yeah, you know yeah, it doesn't." Whereas yeah. these things were like you know like proper thick fillets, yeah. and it's like how the fuck do they get them? Like how do you get a fillet that looks because like, I don't like fish. But watching that show, I was like, oh, I would eat that. Yeah, the salmon in, in uh, shops is mainly, you know, a lot of places to be farmed, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's really hard to get wild salmon in yeah. uh, Ireland. You know, you ha- really have to go out there and find it, you know? Jeez, it's yeah. seasonal, you know, as well. So again, you can only, they can only fish it at certain points of the year. Yeah. Um, again, another thing is quite hard to get is, depends on the time of year, is langoustines, you know? Yeah. Like Dublin Bay prawns, they're like cream of the crop and people cry out for those. Yeah. Um, but getting them, uh, again, restaurants get them because, mm. you know, they have the suppliers to get them and stuff. To get them in the shop, physically get them, yeah. good ones in the shop, it's very hard, you know? Yeah. So I can understand that, yeah. So yeah, looking at Ellen's Kitchen, funny, I, yeah, it's funny. I love watching it. Like, I, I, I binge watched it. So, when I was in college in uh, Dublin, I lived with my brother and I lived with another guy. I used to stay uh, two nights with them when mm. I was in DIT. And uh, I went through a phase of watching Hell's Kitchen with Ramsey on it. Yes. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> I was like, I was working in kitchens, so I was like, I could kind of relate to it in, in a sort of way. And the two lads. Because I watched one season of it, the two yeah. lads were like, and they're still cursed at me to this day, were like, fucking, we had to watch every single season of it. <laughs> and they're still, because he keeps doing a new season every yeah, year. Yeah. So every year I get a message from both. It's my brother and a friend Dave, and he's down in Cork, but, and he sent me like a picture, and he goes, oh, fuck you, Adrian. <laughs> so I fucking love Hell's Kitchen. All kitchens like that. Like um, when you when you say in the future open a restaurant, will you be like that? In no, no. I think it's a bit ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like I, I hated um, that kind of treatment. I got that treatment in in uh, certain places I worked in, and uh, I hated every day going into it. Long hours are long enough. Like and the the work is tough enough yeah. without getting shouted at and roared at every day. So. I mean, I understand Hell's Kitchen because it's a TV series. It's entertainment. It's, yeah, yeah, it's entertainment. Yeah. So, look. <coughs> he was like that in Breaking Point, wasn't he? Uh, Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, he did. A Boiling Point. A Boiling Point, sorry. He was like that Boiling Point. I mean, that's the old, old style kitchen culture back then. Like, that's the 90s, uh, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I was in the kitchen in the early 2000s, and, uh, you know, um, I ended up going from one really nice place to one really bad place. And like that, like click of a finger, his first day in there, like I was like, geez, like yeah. I want to listen to this every single day. If you make, I don't mind if you make a mistake, but if you don't make a mistake, you still get given out there, you know. And it's that thing of putting you on the edge and putting you in, in fear uh, of working. That's so yeah. difficult, and uh, it was. It's not sustainable uh, for restaurants. I remember that place. I was there for eight months. There's three of us in the kitchen. So I'll say the kitchen's around the size of this room, actually. Yeah, so there's yeah. three of us working together. So I was on Page Street, and the two others were doing uh, garnish, and the other fellow was the, the owner, the, the chef. And that other position was filled, I think, six times. So a new chef. 
Jesus. In eight months. And I was like, you went through six chefs in eight months. Like, That's... you need to look at yourself. Instead of, you know, I was like, I was thinking after, I was like, that fella needs to look at himself in the oh, mirror and go, what's wrong with me? Why have I had six different chefs in eight months? You know? That's madness like that. That is crazy. Yeah, I walked out of that place and I said I'd never work for anyone ever again. Yeah. And that was kind of my motive to uh, start my own thing. And I wanted to open my own restaurant after that. I was too young, so yeah. at the time I needed more experience. So I kind of decided to travel and to, you know, experience kind of, um, other kitchens as well, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. I remember the last one we had you on, you were saying that you were kind of going around Ireland doing... Yeah, I did a lot time. in Ireland. Yeah, so yeah. I travelled an awful lot all mm-hmm. around and then this year I staged quite a bit this year. Mm-hmm. So I started, I actually staged in uh, Ramsey's place. We ate on the Friday night and I was there for the week. Y- y- what did you say? You what? You stage. So What's that? A stage is like you go in and you work for free mm-hmm. in a restaurant but you learn say you blast learn a lot of stuff so a lot of young chefs would do it right so i used to do it when i was back well, i used to get january off when i worked in mcneen house mm. and I, we used to go away and do a stage in certain places so i mean we'd ask nevin and he'd go where do you want to go this january and i'd go away for two weeks say to london or you go away to dublin or you go away somewhere to to stage so you work for free for two weeks just to learn. Oh, right. so where did you do that um so i was in ramsey's uh here in january so we did uh um i did a week well, i mean like, it's tough like you're not you it's this past side. january you this were past january, yeah yeah i did it in, in for how long? Royal Road. i was there for the four days five days sorry uh, and on the friday then i we uh we had our dinner and the meal on the friday yeah what was that like it's cool it's cool it's different like it's uh you, you get to see the other side of the kitchen there's a lecker van i did a day with Derry. i like look at it, if i had more time i would have done a full week with Derry yeah. clark i was in lecker van for the day before christmas and then i was over in san francisco in march and there's a place <coughs> in yontville and uh, like he is like the king of uh, like chefs and stuff as well. So we were we were there, but Ramsey's I think was the cool experience, you know. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's cool. You learn, you work for free, like you don't get paid. And, and is 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 it intense in the kitchen in Ramsey's? It's not too bad. Like I mean, it's very quiet. You know, it's very mm. very quiet, and it's um, it's. Uh, how do they describe it? Like you're standing here for your feet or a bit, like you know sore afterwards and stuff because the days are long because like, yeah. like, i mean like i've been it's been three years since we stepped foot in the kitchen so yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah you're for me like you're not used yeah. to it you're not used to it again yeah so it's good it's a good experience and it's good to see how they run it and to see the food being prepared is really important to any dish you know so yeah. to see it, all that yeah it's it, good like when you're saying it's great well, like that never kind heard of that that, yeah. that kind of shows the like i said like the the 90s or early 90s kind of thing of like the angry cook like the angry chef oh, kind of yeah, thing that's yeah. gone whereas now it's almost like you can't create beauty in a like torn environment or something like it's it's this weird thing i was watching um oh what's the name john favreau has a show about, oh the chef yeah and i was watching him talk about it and how he was kind of saying that like some of the chefs he's talking about they just like they're like why, like, why would you do that like how can you are you talking about the show where he did the movie called The Chef you and then he did The Road yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it's brilliant oh, man. Great that, that grilled cheese oh, oh, I don't even like a grilled cheese me and mine was like, like I need to have the level of research he did for that movie was brilliant because he actually looked yeah. like a chef yeah, in the yeah, film yeah, did, and yeah. he was like he was 
chopping like a chef and yeah, yeah, doing everything I like can, a chef. I can't chop like I cannot prep. Like if I cook dinner, it takes me, I'd say, like just if I'm just making say something like real basic, like a basic curry like chopping an onion and whatever other veg I'm putting in will take me longer than the actual cooking bit. Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't cook them. Yeah, for real. Prep, prep is, it takes quite a long time. I can't, you know that thing where you see them and the noise going like, do, 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 yeah. along, I'm like, slice, slice. I didn't have make, so I don't have to dice an onion. Oh, I can't. No, I'm brutal. Like, I'm absolutely brutal. Yeah. I will throw out three quarters of the onion because I'll cut it wrong. You start, you start from scratch like in, in certain restaurants. Like the chef's there. I remember when I was like 17 and there were chefs coming in that were like 40 year olds, career change, going to be a chef, like, you know, really? and I said, this is great, like, you know yeah. so, I mean, you get people in like that and they've never cracked an egg in their life and you teach them from scratch, Yeah. so it can be kind of difficult for a 40 year old to learn off a 17 year old, but like, and does it work out for them? Yeah, it's like, yeah, there's a few guys that have done it. There's certain guys come in and go, oh, geez, actually, didn't realise the errors are that long. It looks very glamorous on TV. Don't want to get me wrong. Does it look glamorous on TV? Oh, it looks fierce glamorous. Some of it does, in fairness, man. It well, look glamorous, but then, you know. Mark Pierre Wright and Gordon Ramsay, they don't, that doesn't look glamorous. I mean, yeah, I think everybody knows that, like, a chef isn't on a pub, a slice of bread, eat a side of your head, and ask you, <laughs> what are you, and then chef, eat a sandwich at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's the lamb sauce? That one is well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Idiot sandwich one of the best scenes ever. Who did that? Did he? Yeah, yeah. You want kind of what it was your own way to say? And he puts like a slice of bread in the side of my head. He's like, "What are you? What are you? Stuck an idiot sandwich? <laughs> Brilliant!" <man. laughs> I need to YouTube oh, this. Man, it's yeah, it's there, it's there. That's his yeah. most well-known thing. So yeah. does, does he work in ki- any kitchens anymore? Oh no, that man's a. Uh, he's, he's an like, entrepreneur now. Like twenty just, odd restaurants. He's, so he just uh, puts his name to restaurants. Yeah, he goes in and he's like a, a franchise type thing. Basically, yeah, it's yeah, kind of. He owns all the, the premises. Yeah, I was reading up about this actually, because um, of massive interest in it, just for myself, you know. Yeah. Um. So like, he owns all the restaurants. He runs it under his Gordon Ramsay Restaurant Group, and they, I think they either lease the restaurant uh, or they buy certain premises. And he would have like say certain places where he's bought a restaurant with another person. He's bought a restaurant there with David Beckham, I think, in London. Mm. Yeah, but most of his places are in London. He's a couple in um, Las Vegas from the yeah. Hell's Kitchen and does he do New York anything? And does he even hire them or? No, he's listen. That man is is. Does he do the menus? Does he do the menus? No, he rocks up for the for the opening yeah. of the restaurant and that's it. And he'll do a TV thing or two. Yeah. Like he does Master Chef, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's the host of Master Chef. Man. Does he still do Master Chef? Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, he's the host of Master Chef. Because I love uh, Kitchen Nightmares. Kitchen Nightmares was brilliant. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. It's a great show. The one that when that started in England, that was a good for. Four seasons. That was very funny. The one in England. It was yeah. more real, I think. Yeah, more yeah. relatable yeah. when it was yeah. in England. So. Dude, when he went to America, the editing all was shocking. Oh, okay. well, it was American on his TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. But the one in Channel Four was great. Um, what about Hepburn's stuff? Uh, oh, Heston. You know, there's a reality behind it all. I think he's having trouble at the moment financially. And uh, divorce, was it? Uh, don't know what it is like. You said, What the you're asking? I don't know. Maybe, maybe no, I, think, like, I think it's his, it's his restaurant. I was reading an article there recently, like, I don't believe every article knows. Uh, it's reading an article saying he might be having similar problems to what happened to Jamie Oliver with his restaurant. Yeah, you see what happened, happened with Jamie's, Jamie's uh, Italian went into yeah. receivership, so uh, all 27 
restaurants he owned, including uh, Jamie's 15 mm. and his cookery school and everything. Yeah, I think they're all closed. They, really? The Dun Drum one in Ireland took away, I think. Yeah, because it's yeah. a franchise. Yeah, 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 yeah. But all the other ones, yeah, that was only built two or three months ago. Yeah, yeah that, that happened two or three months ago. He's, he's, uh, he owes, I think, 80 million to, to uh, yeah. his uh, creditors. Yeah. That's what happens when you go around to schools cooking dinners rather than getting yeah. a restaurant name shift, man. Yeah. So, but he, they were off. Jesus. Ones. Yeah, it got, really, it got a really bad name. So, I mean, like, it doesn't matter about the name over the door at the end of the day. You have to do good food. Yeah. You really do. So, he wasn't doing good food, I don't think the food in Jamie's Italian is great. The one in Dundrum's fine. So, this boy, it's mid market, mid level so, yeah. uh, dining. And there's yeah. so much competition in that area that places are doing a better, a cheaper offering. And sometimes yeah. tastier, you know. So when, when somebody uses the word "fine" in that context, you know it's kind of like mm, stunk out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if I was in Dundrum, I'd rather go to. And I'm not a fan of Five Guys, but I'd rather go to Five Guys and go to James. Yeah. Like just, I'd be like, oh, I'll be in and out quicker. It'll be cheaper, and I'd oh, probably the, be more satisfied. Like, yeah. I um, had the Italian steak in James Kitchen before. It was delicious. Yeah. yeah. No, so, some of the food is really nice, and mm. I myself and Fiona, we're gonna into it a little bit, like to eat now, like yeah. for us, we like just to kind of. Uh, I like the decor and all that. Change. Yeah, the decor. Yeah, it's nice. Aesthetic. It, it got such a bad name in the UK um, yeah. for being really poor that uh, it just really didn't help them. So what's he gonna do now? Yeah. He's gonna have to do a shift. He's got right? ten babies as well. Yeah, he's just saying, James fine. Like, it's not him that's, that's lost the money, it's it's creditors that have lost right. 80, 80 million. You know, I think he may have lost or 20 million, but 20 million to him is a little bit of pocket change, you know. So, <laughs> what, what, what about his few carbonaros and he's back on top, like a few balls. Um, Heston style of cooking. What about that? Yeah, I, love, I, I think it's cool, you know. Um, would you pay extra for that? Yeah, you would, yeah. Because yeah. he was not judging for everything. Yeah. Fat Duck, like, is, 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 you know, retained its three Michelin stars. It's uh, it's another experienced place. Um, and Hessen's name behind it, I think. He started it up. He, this is, it's kind of like his flagship restaurant where he earns, you know, mm. three Michelin stars. I think it's a cool place. It's, uh, Have you eaten it? No, I've never eaten it. I would love to. I would love to eat it, yeah. He's, his style, like from watching him on TV, is very precise and he's very scientific behind it. And you'd see that uh, kind of. He started a brand new trend uh, when he first came out with chefs, with molecular gastronomy, which became a huge thing in fine dining. And, and we even, down in Black Lion and Cabin, had experts come in and teach us how to use liquid nitrogen and how to uh, use. Uh, you know, all these mad ingredients and stuff, you know. We were using tri-ice and we were using liquid nitrogen and we were using then, there's a set list of kind of stuff that you can add to in food that does a different thing with it. Like for instance, uh, exantan gum, when added to a hot liquid uh, and blended into it and you, you gas it then, when you gas it can hold like a meringue shape you know, on a plate, you know. Where, or another one we used was, um, we used to make our own flavor caviars, you know? So you would say have balsamic vinegar, or we used to do black garlic uh, caviar, where you infuse black garlic with stock, uh, and it goes into this really big black liquid. And then what you do is you add then uh, seaweed derivative, which is agar agar, which is like, a, it's quite known now because a lot of people are vegan now, but, um, it, it sets it so what you do is you get yourself a syringe with the liquid you boil up the liquid you get yourself a syringe and into frozen oil you place a container of oil into the freezer so it's really cold you pull the oil out 
and you syringe little dots into this uh, this this cold oil and you get a spoon and the next thing you have little balls, perils of caviar, you know? What? Yeah, and we used to do that with like balsamic vinegars and I mean we used to go we went mad at one stage and we did it with loads of stuff, raspberries and everything like for desserts. Here's me yeah. adding a bit of grated cheese to me chips thinking I'm fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkling them from about four foot up and all of them. Yes. <laughs> Another great one as well is uh, Ultratex. So gels. I don't know if you've ever seen like gel kind of, you know like when you buy hair gel or braid cream. And I remember it was like that kind of clear, yeah. see-through kind of gel kind of form. And so you can, there's a thing called Ultratex. So all you do is you take any liquid at all and you whisk a small amount of Ultratex to the liquid and it creates that form and it thickens it itself, you know. It's cool things you can do with it. Wait, I, don't know, I think we used to do a hot ice cream. So what? The ice cream used to be like this, like kind of liquidy form when it was frozen, and then when you heat the liquid up, then uh, when you heated it up to say I think it was like 120 degrees, it would thicken and it would set like an ice cream, and you could scoop it like an ice cream when it was hot. See, if I went to the restaurant and did that, I'd be shouting which. <laughs> which craft yeah, yeah. so it's just about it's just about finding something that can reverse the process basically that's, that's kind of the science behind it it's mad when you used yeah. to watch uh, Heston's I think he did a Christmas special mm. before yeah. and they had like steak tasting like apples or something like that yeah yeah, yeah see that that's that, just I think a that, mindful I was going to say I wouldn't be able that caused me to have some sort of fucking breakdown if I put into me steak and it tasted like fruit I'd, I'd fall off my chair and have a cry like, yeah yeah, yeah. Be like, no just wouldn't be able for that <laughs> but like that's and even see like I get why that's cool and I get why that's right but like the whole thing of like having you know like good ingredients and the right ingredients so like if I'm making say a chicken supreme right and I'm I don't it, think you cook much do you I, I think you're telling tales here no cubes definitely does most of the cooking like, she, you know, when I cook a chicken supreme go I do and I'm using a nice manor farm chicken if I turn around the kilos and say listen before I pop that in the oven there I'm just going to put some of this on it and when you bite into that it's gonna taste like a pear tart. Oh yeah. Like she, like she would kick me out of the house and tell me whatever you're smoking, you're not coming back. Yeah, yeah. It's gone. That's gonna taste like an apple crumble. Do you know exactly? Do you know what I mean? Like your man, your man's gonna taste yeah. like your dessert. There's a lovely, lovely breast of chicken there, but when you boil that. Oh, you can do that with three uh, D printing now. They're three three D printing food. So like you, I was looking into this. What you you three D print? Uh, you get all your. I think it's some sort of cartridges you can get with your flavors, and you can three D print whatever you want. So you can three D print a full on cooked burger, like all the different elements of a cooked burger. But you could have say, I don't know, apple sauce as the bun, and yeah, like that, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's mad. 3D printing. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. So yeah. or there's uh, there's, What's the benefits of that? Um, for who? who well, like there, I think there's a place in Russia. Um, it's like an old folks' home, and you know they can't physically eat or chew. You know, so what they're doing is they're 3D printing dishes like roast beef or whatever like that, so, so that it yeah. resembles what they used to eat at home. Yeah, it just dissolves when they eat it. You know, so I mean Pretty they don't have to chew. Right. You know. It's yeah. mad as well. Yeah. Pity me, and I'll got the Russian cuisine down, man. <laughs> His partner's Russian. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, just Russian stuff. Like, there's loads of that is absolutely unreal. Like, I, like, T
They the, 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 I'm actually one cuisine that I haven't really looked into too much. Yeah. There's these little dumplings, right? They're called Pilly Mini, right? And they are fucking you know, unreal. Pilly Mini? Yeah, genuinely, they are. Now, some people say they're Ukrainian, don't believe them. Anybody ever says that, spit the ground, slap them. They're Russian, they're Russian, right? I won't have any Ukrainians telling me otherwise. Uh, Pilly Mini are unreal. Um, they're, they're, they're like little dumplings and um, well, the way that that, that uh, Oksana and Marina, her man, make them is kind of a mix between beef and pork mince. And you make a little meatball in it and all that, and you just cook them. Just oh, man, are they boiled? Them. You boil them. You can fry them. You can yeah, you can do anything with their versatile like look waffles, but not waffles, great. <laughs> Like waffles. waffles. You were selling it until you mentioned waffles. Because I just went into Versatile. I was like, what's Versatile? Waffles. They sing about it, don't they? Do you know what I mean? What's, now, what uh, about... Um, Veriniki. Veriniki are unreal as well. Again, kind of dumpling thing. But usually speaking, it would be um, like potato and them. Or oh, cabbage Veriniki. Lads. I'm actually going to ask Marina to make it's it. It's not like German cuisine, is it? Is it not is it know, similar enough, is it? There'd be a little bit of a because of the whole like east-west kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, the Soviet Union, obviously, when Germany was divided. Yeah. Some of the stuff would have influenced and came over and that kind of thing. Uh, they, I remember meeting someone from uh, Germany that came over to, it's like a butchery masterclass they were showing yeah. us. And I would ask them, what's the signature dish in Germany? And they were showing me, it's like this curried sausages and curried sauce with uh, ketchup or something. What's that called? Back something like that. Yeah. Something. Yeah, curry horse. Right, curry horse. Yeah. Curry yeah. Was, yeah. Chase, lads. This is your signature dish. Come on. In Russia, it wouldn't be that. Like, well, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. That kind of stuff is going on. But yeah. uh, the man for caviar. Man, I thought I'd hate caviar. I'm like, oh, it's basically fish like it's uh, you know what I mean? well, if you get really strong you caviar get, it's disgusting oh, so but like yeah, there is some get, lovely yeah this uh, red caviar and uh, just like a fresh french steak and you chop it up into little small segments real butter on that blob of caviar Amazing. oh my god man Amazing. how many courses would you have uh i think they do kind of like i think they've just naturally formed into three courses here because that's what everybody does here but i'd say like over there it's not even courses it's literally just like a load of food is made it's all put into the table and you just go until you can't go no more like it's deadly i love it james all the salads and all they make man yeah. it's just so good like there's a russian restaurant downtown called admiral it's all right it's got a seafood team it's real corny like when you walk in it's like a pirate ship right? <laughs> <laughs> I, swear, I swear to god right but like where's like, it it's uh marble street just off marble street uh, or calgary street so where dit is yeah, yeah, oh, yeah it's yeah. kind of where that car park is on that corner there it's like underneath the car park and uh, we went a couple of times just because, like, you know, it was kind of the only place in town doing Russian food or whatever, like, well, you know. And uh, some of the stuff to do was nice, but then, like, Kira was just like, yeah, like, what are we going here for? This is just gimmicky, like, the fish is just not fish, like, it's just frozen crap kind of thing. They love fish, like, good fish, you know what I mean? So, I'd often arrive over to the house and, like, nothing goes to waste. Like, they, they utilise every bit of the food, like, and just... <laughs> Like the stuff they're eating, and I'm like, I'll have uh, the fillet, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm here, like, it's just put all uh, the flavours and all, man. Generally, I'd say definitely local play. I must have a look into it, yeah. Pretty mini, Verinicky, and there's another one then, and I can't think of the name of it. It's one really. Do I know what it's called? I think they hate Oksana listened to this and she's gonna kill me. She's like, what are you doing? You're ruining Russia. They're like these little weird batter burgers. So you want to make it We had my bar- first batter burger there recently. No way! Twenty-seven <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, years of age. <laughs> I had one. It's because uh, I, 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 my my sister goes out. Uh, uh, Ronan from where is he from? It's beside Beaksleep. 
there, Luca. Yeah. And uh, he was like to me, have you ever had a batter burger? He's fine with these batter burgers. I was like, what? We wouldn't have had yeah. them with chippers in Canada. He's like, batter burger. Because you have to have batter burger. So I was like, <laughs> night out there recently enough, coming back, you know, getting your chipper after your night out. <laughs> I get caught really bad, actually. So <laughs> if I go into a chipper, oh, I won't say yeah. anyway, like, uh, but uh, go in and get my batter burger. Yeah, it's nice. Good, like, yeah. I haven't had it since I was a teenager. I think the, the, the telly kind of thing when I was trained as well, it's like, uh, I think they're called Whirly Burgers or Whirly Burgers. Whirly Burgers, yeah. It's a butter burger, like, in a bone with, like, like the lettuce, the mayonnaise. Oh, and no. Jesus, there's a lot, yeah. They're, yeah. like, I mean, Whirly Burger. Yeah, it'll, like, it'll take about four years off you. John yeah. Those, you can get crispy bits. That's all. Oh, oh yeah, that's the Leo Burdocks, isn't it? Yeah. Loads yeah, of places yeah. are actually doing now. I think Bordox What's it, just born chips? Ah, it's just on the little tiny little crispy things. Yeah. They're my favourites, yeah. yeah. Is it batter or potatoes? Yeah, no, just potato chips. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so old, like, especially when you like, get the fucking salt and vinegar, and I'm just like, oh. Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starving myself. I'm fucking yeah. starving. Yeah. You know when you're cooking at home, do, because you, your favourite type of dining is fine dining, would you try and cook fine dining at home? No, no, no. And listen, like, I cook every day at home. Um, I cook very kind of simple, easy kind of things. So, I mean, I do something different every single day. So what I do is I go down to the shop down the side, it's called Fresh Avenue. Yeah. So it's just there in Ballantyre. And most of the stuff in there is either organic or kind of really quality. Mm-hmm. And I spend that a little bit more money on food for the two of us, because it's just the two of us, so we're yeah. able to afford to do it. I suppose at the moment, maybe down the line, if you ever have kids or anything, like we wouldn't be able to yeah that's where the Donegal yeah. cash comes in yeah, like, yeah. Cash comes and the in waffles and stuff. <laughs> I mean like it's not it, it's not much like I, I Fiona would be coming home from work sometimes like and I might not be there and I'd be like to her, look it takes you two seconds and I'm like this with people all the time it takes you two seconds to stop the car on your way home from work go into the shop and pick up something really really quick mm. and uh, I, we actually our fridge is always empty yeah. So there's not a whole pile of stuff in the fridge, not a whole, there's a load of kind of spices and stuff. Because I do serious amount of demos, so serious amount of spices and stuff in, in the, the cupboards. Yeah. There's always like chopped tomatoes and there's always them kind of ingredients there. So what I do is I go every day to the fresh shop and stand the road. Just as you go in, I go, right, there's reading. He's, I'm like, why have you got nice today? He'd be like, look, we've got this really nice fish today, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, give us a bit of that. And I go around and I look at the vegetables and go, right, what do I have with this? You know, there's really nice seasonal potatoes in at the moment. I'm like, yeah, give me some of them. Uh, there's sprouting broccolis in season here at the moment. Go, give me a bit of that. And then there's some Jerome mushrooms in season as well. Yeah. And they, they have all the different types of mushrooms. I'll give some of those as well. Lord and then I do as I go in, and I, my bill might come to 12 quid most days, 10, 12 quid for dinner. I go home, cook it, it's ready to go. It's the freshest, freshest thing. I actually lost weight. When I first moved it up on the top, it was great. I was like, this is deadly, you know? It's like takeaways every day, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've cut back on drinking uh, drinking alcohol a lot this year as well. Yeah. So I, I, was, I used to, I found like when I first moved to Dublin, everyone's looking for you to go to events and stuff. So you're out nearly twice, three times a week and you're drinking and you're eating really crap and stuff as well. So. When you first move up, I, I was going to all these events and stuff, so I kind of cut back on doing that a lot as well. Really? And uh, currently now, it's, you know, doing my work, quit out, cut out drinking, I've kind of just kept it for occasions now, and, you know, I've lost weight because of it. I feel so much better because of it as well. And I like, don't really have to exercise, mm. but I remember trying to do a 5K last year. I trained and I trained and I trained loads first. 
I was like, I really struggled to do that 5k around Phoenix Park. The same 5k came up this year, and the week before I went and I ran, and didn't do any training for it whatsoever, and just went and did the 5k, and I was like, that was actually grand. I was like, yeah. the food is such a major part of, you know, what you eat. So <clears throat> from eating really well, um, and cooking every day, it's made a serious difference to us both, you know. Yeah. You used yeah. to always record on your Insta stories when you were doing quick dinners at home. And yeah, you yeah, yeah. done it in ages. I haven't done it in ages. I, I suppose getting time to, to do all that, yeah. You, I must do it actually. You made yeah. it past the cabin hour one night and I was drilling like a dog. <laughs> That's one of my go-tos. Like if I'm stuck for a time, I always have cheese, like some sort of parmesan or pecorino, and I always have bacon. Or like pancetta yeah. in, in the fridge, so I always make that dish. So give us a give us a quick if people want to make the carbonara quick blast. How do you? Okay, so do you want me to go into the history of it? No, oh, actually, I'll go through there. Right, right, right. <laughs> you, so your show, man. The, the original, the original uh, carbonara uh, had guanciale. Guanciale is like pig's cheek. So pig's cheek was used, which is cured, which is really really fatty, which creates the creaminess of the sauce basically. So it's it's a it's quite a traditional way they used to do it. Very very cheap to buy uh, yeah. pig's cheek as well, um, and they cure it in like Italian delicatessens and stuff like that. You can buy it in Ireland as well. Yeah. It's in quite specialized places. So what they did was they chopped that up really really small, and then pan fry that. Now we can't get it very. It's not very accessible in Ireland. So bacon in right, smoked bacon is lovely. Okay, yeah. you pan fry that with uh, cracked black pepper. So in Italy, the traditional way of doing the cracked black pepper is they crush it and then they sieve it to get the shells out and then the little bits that come in underneath, the really, really powdery kind of pepper they use in, in carbonara. So that's the kind of detail they go to. They boil their pasta, uh, so they normally do, they normally do spaghetti and it's, uh, it's, they normally go a minute less uh, than, so a minute less than what your pack says. Uh, and so you're boiling this, you're pan frying this in no oil whatsoever. Sorry, would you fresh pasta or can you just use the old? Just use the old yeah. ordinary dried spaghetti. There's yeah. no oil when you're cooking. No oil when you're cooking. So what happens the is the bacon, the bacon releases the oil, you know, and it releases a lot of oil in the pan and it spits and it splatters and everything as well. Um, and what you do then is I like garlic in it, so I get a clove of garlic and I crush it into it. And um, while that's happening, those two are boiling away, so that'll take about seven minutes. You, you crack an egg per person. So if you're doing a full pack of spaghetti for four people, uh, you crack four eggs into a bowl. You whisk those together and you get your cheese. And on the fine side of the grater, you grate your cheese and you add some of it into the egg. Okay? So what happens is it kind of makes this kind of thick kind of consistency. And um, then what you do is you take... So you leave the water, once your pasta is almost ready, you take the pasta with your tongs across to the, the bacon and it stops the kind of frying process. Now what I do is I get a ladle or a cup or something and I take some water with me and you turn, you turn off the heat basically. And what happens is it stops the frying process completely and then you get your egg and your cheese that you whisk together, you add that into it. You, you you kind of fold it. What do we normally do? The little cross, cross out in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you kind of fold it through um, that mixture off the heat. So it's folding method. And what happens is the fat, the water, the, the cheese and the egg all combine and make like a cream. And it looks like cream, so it does, right? And what happens is then you mop up all that kind of cream with the spaghetti, plate up, cheese on top, and I mean, it's, you can, you, I can get that dinner done 
eight minutes tops. I can get that done in eight minutes. Like, like I would really go for boil the kettle, you know, boiling water from the kettle, everything like that. I mean, I can get that done. You know, if you go away. to an Italian restaurant, will you get the pig's cheek? Uh, I really don't know. To be honest with you, it depends where you go. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would have learned all that from college. Those kind of dishes, the traditional things of food, you know. I'm, so I'm gonna try and make that that way because I would never turn off the heat. I would have just lashed it in and just be like, "Shit, come on, come on, come on!" Yeah, yeah. when you get scrambled egg. Yeah, exactly. That's that, what yeah. I was gonna say. I always end up with like this kind of half scrambled, half non, this kind of yeah. weird textured fucking goo. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Where, where the cream came out of? I don't know where the cream came out of, but they're really frowned upon the cream. Yeah, going I remember into years ago, an Italian person saying to me, "Never put cream." Yeah. What did you say? In just case you missed the rain, never put the cream. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and since then, and I've still to this day, I've slashed in a bit of cream. So cream, ew, do you know what I mean? But yeah, I always remember. I am. Um, I'm a huge fan of desserts. Have you any like quick dessert recipes? Um, let me think. So I mean, like the, other than like the eat mess that Danny loves. Oh, uh, that's my favorite as well. That's so good, like. Think. Um, I had an eating mess down in the cookbook cafe <coughs> yeah. in Glass Hill. It was yeah. absolutely sensational. Yeah, yeah. It was like walnuts and caramel sauce and not sure how I blueberries and strawberries. I, I tend to go quite traditional. I, I like an old raspberry coolie. Yeah, I do like mm-hmm. a raspberry coolie myself. Yeah. Roxanna's starting to make her own coolie, man. It's so good. Like, I tell you what, actually, it's really nice because they're in seasonal. So you can get strawberries at the moment that are like physically sweet, right? Yeah. Like strawberries are like the, in their prime at the moment. So Wexford strawberries, I mean, I'm all over them at the moment. Yeah. Uh, this is like what I do. As a guy from Mayo, he does his vinegar and he deserves Wildwood vinegars from Kalala Bay, and he cask ages all his vinegars so he adds a flavour into it so you get wild berries from the locality and you pick them when they're in their prime and then you make these vinegars himself so like balsamic vinegars and stuff and uh, he ages them so there's some of them five years old and there's some of them ten years old and they're a little bit pricey to buy but i mean the nicest sauce or the nicest thing i've had so strawberries a little bit of his balsamic vinegar yeah. right into it um, I add a little bit of icing sugar to it and ice cream. Quickest, tastiest dessert. And people think balsamic vinegar with ice cream. What? 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 Like, trust me, it is the nicest thing ever. Your quickest dessert. Is, is it as good as an apple crumble though? <sighs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Why would you have an apple crumble? Custard, ice cream, or cream? Um, I like a bit of everything. So, yeah, yeah I, I like a bit cream. of everything. My granny used to put cloves in an apple tart. What's the story with that? Um, I think like that's kind of a real traditional spice kind of thing to it. So my granny would have put um, cloves in her apple tart coming close to Christmas. She was like, you know, Christmas ham, you know, spice, like, spice, yeah, all the spice. Man, your, your ham, by the way, your ham. I think I actually messaged on Instagram about it. Yeah. Oh my The smoke, is it? Yeah. Oh my fucking God. Yeah, it's good. Like, that's. Oh, I'm fucking leopard. It's so good. Like, yeah. it was like to the point where, like, like a couple of days later, I was like, I might just, I might just get more ham. Like, <laughs> <coughs> like you'd, you'd eat that for months and not get bored like yeah we got we got so a big uh it's like a oh, it's like a leg of ham yeah uh, for christmas my mom would get it ordered with skin on and i asked for it smoked 
has to be small town. And I mean, most of the time, I had to buy a new pot for it last year. It's so funny. I remember my uncle home, she's like, no pot in this house, big enough to boil this hand. And I was like, damn. <laughs> go down to what you call it here it was great for going and buy you like a catering size really for, yeah for the house <laughs> for the home place yeah deadly it's funny yeah um, away. we're running out of time i want to ask you what's the plan for the next year we see on more on tv will yeah. can we eat in your any restaurants or <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> i'll be opening uh, like yeah I'm, I'm planning on a restaurant so yeah we're, we're getting through there as well i won't say where it is or yeah. where it's gone but watch this watch the space yeah no it's exciting it's gonna be an exciting year 2020 it really is yeah um, and I've, I've been asked to do a new book uh with a uk publisher oh so, lovely which is really cool yeah so um we're just currently uh, negotiating there at the moment so I've been flying over back, you've probably seen on my Instagram, I'm flying over and back currently to the UK quite a lot. Mm. And then I've been asked to do a little bit of TV there in the UK as well. Oh, class, so class. yeah, I have, I've kind of picked up bits and pieces there. I've been, I'm, we're doing a pilot for a series in September uh, in the UK. So yeah, which is through, um, I don't even know what's true, I just met them yesterday. Brilliant, like is yeah. that on a TV channel? Like, um, I think they're pitching channel? it, so they're in a pilot and then they're pitching it to, I think it's Channel 4 on Netflix, so they are as well. So, Brilliant. Yeah, so we're just doing the pilot. For channel 4 have good cooked shows, they do, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, have yeah. you ever been on Sunday Brunch? Uh, no, never, never. I did the um, I did the screen test for the other one, what's it called? The Saturday Kitchen. Right. So I did, oh, it, yeah. I did it there seen off the guy like, I ended up with a new book the new book got released into the UK yeah. so it uh, kind of got picked up really nicely there and I got a lot of opportunities so we did Taste of London this year uh, there recently because of it and uh, yeah we did a little sneak preview of what's to come basically um, and yeah it's kind of fun we did we kind of promoted the book at it as well and it's cool to do that like you're, we, we, we fed 800 people at the festival Brilliant. You meet so many different people. I got to meet Michelle Rue at it, which I think is quite Class. cool. Fed them oysters and stuff, you know, it's pretty cool. And uh, uh, yeah, so it's kind of exciting things happening over in the UK for me currently at the moment. Right. So I'm kind of just taking it as it comes. You know, the way you said you were eating in uh, Ramsey's and you got the chef's table. Yeah. Would you like to incorporate something like that into your own future restaurant? Yeah, I'd hope to. Yeah, like I have a lot of ideas that I'd love to implement. <laughs> So me and Danny are going to Adrian's chef's table. Yeah. I can't wait to you explain it. They're going to be like, it's great, man. I'm trying to catch up though. <laughs> 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 is it HP or is it uh, Heinz? You know? It has to be Heinz. But no one will say, yeah, but I'm not having one for a chef at the moment. No. Chef. Too vinegary. No, that's that's no, one. HP do brown sauce. HP do brown sauce. They probably do. The brown sauce. I don't know if they do. Chef or Heinz. Sorry, I got that wrong. Yeah, no, I don't. We'll killed that. HP do sauce. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's brown sauce. Yeah, brown sauce. Yeah, yeah. I'm a white or brown sauce man, funny enough. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me granny, that's what you say. I just threw up on it. It's guys, my brother, like, he's so picky. Um, and my mum is making him dinner. He'll say, That's chef ketchup! Where's the hands? <laughs> <laughs> He'll know that much, like. I don't know why, just like, um, he wouldn't the, eat. The vinegar that the chef one, I just find it's just like, yeah, I'm into that at the moment. No, I wouldn't be into it. Yeah. So I'm mashing balsamic on it. Balsa- if I'm cooking balsamic and uh, 
uh, hog rhyme mustard. I mean, like that's this dumbs through this unreal hog rhyme mustard. And I'm using it cooking like fucking anything. Does not make a match. Yeah. I put mustard in that right <laughs> now. Not really. I'm not that. <laughs> but like, there's nice and mayonnaise and whole grain mustard. Yeah. So good. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Very good. Well, so fries, no, man. Oh man, that must have been there. A bit of honey. Oh, it's so good. I'm starving, lads. I that's fucking starving. I'm raging. I, like, I wouldn't mind. I was like, uh, I remember when you messaged me last week. You were like, "Would you bring food with you?" I was like, "My my flight was delayed last night." I was like, "That's the excuse, is it?" That's my excuse. We, yeah. we didn't get in. I think we didn't get in last night till two o'clock in the morning. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, oh, we were shit. Ready. The flight was delayed. We were sitting in the airport. The flight was going to be at eight o'clock, and we were sitting to get in till two. I remember the last flight coming home like took off before we did as well Ooh. so yeah so I was exhausted <laughs> so if you're not going to bring food we're going to have to go to where you're cooking yeah yeah well to tell you what like coming along we could do the podcast from there That's imagine that would be class yeah. the kitchen. Yeah. The I'll definitely kitchen. I'll remember to record that time yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to plug um, I suppose that's kind of really what I'm at uh, currently um so I suppose a new book, create your food at home, it's in all the shops across Ireland and the UK, you know, see what you think. Um, it's been really well received so far. I've been just very absolutely delighted and I'm kind of riding on a wave of that uh, currently at the moment. Mm. We've been doing demos all around Ireland currently at the moment. Myself and my dad, we set up a competition back five years ago called the All-Ireland All Home Cook. And uh, we just have our finals coming up now. Uh, so Tullamore Show. Uh, in August and Bunny Collins show so we do a junior competition and a senior competition as well so it keeps our summer very busy um, and it's been running for the last five years so nice. we get entries in from all around Ireland so we run heats and then we run our finals so this year's prize is a week stay and cookery reports down in Ballymaloo for oh, each of the brilliant. finalists and then the title all Ireland home cook champion basically yeah so and we, we've been running that and we, we're very lucky actually we get sponsors in involved to to help us out with it and yeah. stuff and that's yearly is it yearly every is that on year. tv uh no we'd love to uh, pitch it to tv uh, if any tv producers are listening hello uh, virgin phone me you know virgin me yeah or tv maybe that'd be great though to watch that yeah yeah no it's uh it's cool it's it's getting uh with the we found last year actually the junior competition standard was actually higher than the senior competition no way. Do you know what? I'm yeah. not surprised about that because yeah. you think about like like more and more kids like are growing up with just YouTube and like yeah. the amount of cookery stuff on yeah. But have you ever watched Junior Master Chef? Oh that's yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Because like, if you get into something like and you find like there is twenty four seven access to and you just absorb all that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what? Like I watched you making chicken balatine on YouTube <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna try this. <laughs> And then I didn't because you know, this <laughs> fancy bit with the skin, and I was like, I've got sausage fingers, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm out. laughs> that, that requires the delicacy of a man who knows what he's doing, yeah. not the fucking born hoofs of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell you, like, it, it's amazing the, the dish that we had last year, a winner. Like, her dish, uh, like, she's a young girl from North Dublin, and her dish was as good as some of the chefs' competitions that I've seen. Um, like which yeah. is insane. What was the dish? Um, trying to think back, there was some sort of lamb dish she did, like, and she had everything down to a tea. And I was like asking her afterwards, "Are you sure now you're not a chef? Are you sure you're a home cook?" <laughs> I had to question her. Yeah. To be honest with you, what she put together, like, was just absolutely. Lamb's incredible. underrated, isn't it? It really is underrated. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it when one's done right, and when it's done as tasty as that, 
And I mean, you have a winning dish, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So if people were looking for a good lamb, where should they go? Um, I always think go to your butcher if you're looking for lamb. Um, so I mean, like we've really good lamb quality in, in Ireland. I'm part of a campaign actually that we're promoting. That's a good way of promoting. Actually, is that so? The European Parliament uh, want to get more people uh, my age and our age like eating, eating lamb. And uh, what it is is it's uh, funded through the European Parliament to promote and get young people to eat lamb. So it's trying to make it as versatile as possible and put it into your midweek meals and stuff as well. So it's a really nice campaign to be involved in. It's through Board B. Uh, here in Ireland yeah. and uh, yeah no it's, I'm very happy to be involved I mean lamb is uh, one of the things that kind of gets a bad rap for being you know uh, that thing that's strong in flavour and stuff so what ends up happening is most people get a really bad experience in a certain yeah. restaurant or eat out somewhere mm-hmm. and they get a really bad experience where it smells awful uh, it doesn't taste very nice and what's happened is the place is using a very cheap cut or you not uh, or even just a cheap alternative. Mm. Um, so they might might use very, very cheap hogget or something like that. It's very strong. And um, when you buy lamb, se- seasonal especially, but all year round, it shouldn't have that strong smell or that strong taste of it if it's good quality, you know? Yeah. It's all about finding the good quality of it um, and using it. Like it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a, a thing that I love. Like, you know, absolutely, I'm very, I was like delighted to be involved in it, to be honest with you, because we cook, I cook it like once a week, maybe once every two weeks, you know, mm. to be honest with you. Um, and like, you know, I still think you can't beat lamb chops oh, with yeah. gravy and mint sauce. Like, I love it in, in an alpita bread with a bit of lettuce and uh, oh, yeah, 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 it's so donor kebab, like, you know, there you go. That's what you mean, the yeah, downer kebabs? Yeah, but the yeah. quality of lamb and a downer kebabs is m- meldy. I'd rather but just put a, a lamb yeah. chop in it. But you know what like, you could do is, like, and I've made it before, is you, you've you a couple of spices, lamb make your meats, yeah. make your own uh, yeah. kebab meat. It's like making a burger, basically. Lamb cough, 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 well, the standard of our lamb in Ireland, I went down to see a place in Wicklow. So the farmer brought me down to see it. And people have this statement of, you know, they're not treated. Lamb live out in the wild. Like, they'll survive. If you go to Quilker Mountain in Cabin, you'll see sheep and you'll see lamb all around the, yeah. the mountains and stuff. They live off the, the, you know, they'll eat all around the, the soil and everything. And they'll, they'll eat off the mountain and stuff yeah. as well. They're out in the freshest of air. We rave about our grass-fed beef. Beef has to stay indoors at certain points of the year, unfortunately, mm. because the weather's not good enough. Lamb can stay out all year if they want, you know? So, I mean, they're out in the freshest of air. The quality of the meat that we have is incredible because of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're blessed to have it. We can take for granted what we have. I'm raging when I turned vegan. <laughs> Did you turn vegan? No, I didn't. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing wrong with, with that either, and yeah. I, I, I I think it's a, a I think eating vegan uh, and eating vegetarian, uh, you know, during the week and I've always thought that it's. Um, Will you include that in your restaurant? Yeah, vegan yeah, I think it's really important because uh, a lot of people have have uh, have taken health. a movement mm. and taken it towards their health and stuff as well. We eat vegetarian. You wouldn't even think it though, like, could you eat it once, once a week maybe? Yeah, yeah. Like, we just have, 
Well, they're recommending that now in general, aren't they? Like the whole sustainability thing and all that. And like, yeah, yeah just go veggie one day a week and it'll yeah. reduce, like, you know, we'll say a polar bear. Which, uh, can I just say the one thing, because I, I went out to see it uh, there in March when, we, when I went to San Francisco. We drove to San Francisco, uh, from LA to mm. San Francisco. We did the, the drive. Uh, we did it in one day, don't recommend it. Don't it was long, it was yeah. 18 hours, like, so it's insane. Don't do it, right? Um, but we drove past, we didn't, we, on the way back, we didn't take the scenic route, we took the direct route back down. And you drive through the ranches, and you drive through, now, the documentaries on Netflix and stuff show you the extremity of yeah. the United States, of the, how the cattle are treated, and the smell, and, you know, they're out in the desert, basically, and, you know, they're not out in fresh air, and it's, it's antibiotic fed, and the reason for, if, if it's antibiotic fed and it's like, we don't have that in Ireland, by the way, no, but if it's antibiotic fed, it's something like, creates that horrible smell and everything, and people look older because of it then, you know, and people, you know, grow faster because of it, to end up, uh, you know, not as well because of it, and it's so forced, yeah. and uh, the methane gas that it creates yeah. is extreme then as well. We don't, we don't, we're not too bad for that in Ireland, you know. It's great actually, it's, uh, uh, so when we were driving past it, the smell, you had to close all the vents in the car. I've never smelled anything like it in my entire life. What was that from? The cattle? Yeah, it's from the cattle. I've never been in America. It smelled like, I've been into slaughterhouses. Uh, <laughs> 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 I've been into slaughterhouses in Ireland. Now, there's a strong smell of slaughterhouses in Ireland, right? Because honestly, because animals are being slaughtered. Yeah, it's not yeah. the nice stuff. But if them out in the open smell like that smell, mm. and I is that just because of the farts? It's just because no, of the farts. Yeah, I read up in this yeah. area we were driving past. It was the most polluted area in the U.S. We were driving oh, through. So we were, yeah, it's insane. Cattle everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And I was like, this is so mass produced. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know? That's why over yeah. the whole free range thing is like, oh, where is over here? Where? What are you getting the soil of grass ready for? Yeah. yeah. We take we definitely take it. We take it so for yeah. granted yeah. what we have, you know. We well, do. What was the story we when you farted in the room in Vegas and I I KO'd? You're always water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. There is there is a thing for it though, that the, the methane gas can be reduced by uh, seaweed. So if you're feeding animal seaweed, it can reduce methane gas seriously. Really? Yeah, so it, it, currently at the moment so we were just working on it there and promoting it there recently. Uh, Manor Farm do uh, seaweed-fed uh, chicken, which is omega. So what happens is it enriches the meat with omega three. Yeah, yeah. So you're benefiting from it. What happens is it reduces methane gas, which is really good for Does the Does it affect the taste at all? Because I don't know if you've got the corn-fed chicken, it's yellower than a bit. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? don't taste it at all. You know what so it, do chicken's farts ruin the world as well? I think it, the, part of it can mm-hmm. can lead to... I know cattle is, is meant to be the, the... Beef is meant to be the worst, but, yeah. uh, you know... We're Ireland, we're a very small nation, we're very, very small for it, like, I mean, uh, United States needs to be, and China needs to attack yeah, first yeah. before we, we uh, consider it anything look like we're very, very small in comparison to what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, what we have uh, here is very well regulated, and it's quite safe the way it's operated as well, so and we don't have a whole lot to worry about no. here. You no. start to combine that then with farmers, like, you know, utilising kind of renewable technology with solar and all that as yeah. well. Yeah, there's a multi-million business in, in that uh, seaweed uh, feed. 
Yeah, some of the best the seaweed fantastic. feed. Yeah. Uh, there's a multi-million business in that. There is, that's uh, mad. I didn't know they were feeding chicken seaweed. Though. That's yeah, that's yeah. mad. We know Omega. Yeah, it's Omega three. Yeah, chicken. You buy it in Tesco and everywhere else. You can. Yeah. yeah. Omega three Tesco or chicken is seaweed fed fed chicken. Yeah, seaweed. Yeah. No man. I don't even know Love chickens. But oh man, I love chicken. Oh, I love chicken. Oh my god. Like, Would you add chicken into carbonara? Um. Not very often, I think the odd time, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, if, I, if I was looking to bulk it out, I would. <laughs> Pan fried chicken, yeah. I know you're asking the actual chef. Yeah, he sits back there and was like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd bulk it up. For, uh, I'm looking for a protein source that's clean and delicious. Lightly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. seasoned chicken. Lovely. A little bit of salt and pepper, no, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone on as if he cooks about six days a week here. I'd say you cook six times a month. If if Oxana was lucky. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, like a treat then. So it's for her to, to It's you'd think that wouldn't you, but she'd just sit there and she'd be like, What are you doing now? Why? Like that's why I got a why. Yeah. Because it's not how she do now she is a better cook than I am. They have hundred percent like the food she makes genuinely is <laughs> But uh, I like to think that I know better. <laughs> that's what everything though done. I do this thing, no Ryan, that's in general I do know better. Um, like when, when I'm eating, I do the same where I'm like, I'll take a bite. Like, it's too American, that, isn't it? She's like, Yeah. I'm like, Mmm. You're heavy handed, are you? <laughs> she hates that. Yeah, <laughs> judge them when you're, not, when you're waiting. Yeah, oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, or I'll smell something. I'll be like, What do you have to put in that? She's like, Going there, business. I'm like, I can smell it. I know what to put in it. She's like, What's your product in it? I'm like, No, I know. You're like, you're like Fiona, Fiona's like, if I put salt in something, how much salt do you put in it? Oh, yeah, salt yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm putting sea salt in it, it's grand. And she's like, what? And I was like, you know how sea salt's made? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, sea salt. From sea. So sea, you see water, and it's a batch. It's a batch of sea salt if you ever look at their videos online, because they'll show you how to make it. So they just take sea water, and they evaporate it, and dehydrate it, and pop it inside it. Yeah, it's deadly. Yeah, it's deadly. Like, it's you suddenly realise how much you need salt. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Genuinely, like, I was like, I went this pose, I'm like, I put salt in anything, and everything I tried, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this? <laughs> That's what I was like, no, I used to take, right, when I was growing up and watching my granddad eat his dinner, right, and he'd take a, he'd take a bit of steak, right, he'd eat it, and then he'd add salt. So, when I was a kid, I used to think that, he, I used to think he was doing that because the steak was too hot, and that the salt was going to kill down the steak. Oh man! How stupid was that? I'm glad you said it. <laughs> I was about six. I was about six. Don't I'd be like lashing the yeah, if the yeah, dinner comes out roasting and I'd be lashing the salt on it. Like, oh, it doesn't taste. <laughs> it tastes too salty, and it's not, and it's not cool down. Oh, <laughs> I was about six. That's that's still grand. That's my am fucking star. I'm laughing as well. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Um, I'm conscious you had a, a very, very late night slash early morning thanks to an airline uh, leaving into Lourdes. So <laughs> we, we will let you go to get food and also rest. But before we do that, where can people follow you and learn about your cooking and watch you doing things? And um, I suppose everything's online. So Chef Adrian, if you Google search, you'll see everything. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Chef Adrian M. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Are you still doing YouTube stuff? Was that just a series for? Like, uh, it was just a series for last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose just getting time to do everything this year has been quite difficult. I've been spending a lot of money on trying to work on restaurants yeah. and stuff. I really haven't had the time and money to put it into online this year, so it's kind of taking over. But yeah, yeah, no, um, 
they're the one getting back at it again. They're shortly again. Getting it going. It's very hard to do everything. I'm out on the road all summer, so I've today, uh, no, tomorrow is my first day off now in, in five weeks. I've had off. Jesus, yeah, yeah. So I've been out on the road. So we did Taste of Dublin this year. We had four and a half thousand meals at Taste this year. And then as soon as it was over, we packed on the Monday, hopped on the flight straight to London, do Taste of London then as well. So yeah, the balloon was the week before that. Um, now I've been doing all the shows, I've been in Cardiff, Dublin, Galway, I've been in, um, where else have I been, Cork, um, where else have I been, last week I've been Banana, in Mayo, uh, Direct Cultural yeah. Show. Um, You'll right probably thing. end up with a plan or something as well, Damon. Oh, I do it every year, yeah. yeah, it's insane. Last year I meant to interview Mary Berry, but the storm came, remember Oh, that? yeah. Oh, oh, nice. I was sitting in the car park. <laughs> for six oh, hours of that, yeah. She would have definitely just waffled on with a tart of hand for three days. Like, yeah, yeah. And you That's kind of we're busy, but yeah, hoping to get back at the the yeah. media again. Yeah, just get yeah. stuck into it. So. Can't wait now. One over the weekend, you just be there with a tart of hand. We want to see an Insta story then. Yours. Tag both of us. Actually, I yeah. want to see that as well. Yeah, uh, challenge. Well. We will. I'll give it a bash. I'll try make it. I want to see it. I actually do. I'm going to send you the recipe now after this. I'm going to say, now, come on, Saturday. Yeah. And that video in. I will. I will. I'll do, a, I'll, do I'll do a whole Insta story thing about it. You better. No, hang on. I won't do I'll wait until this goes out and I'll do it after so people can actually yeah. do it. Do it on Monday then. I'll do it. I will. Uh, Monday. Do you know what? I'm off work, so I can. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. I can't okay. wait to see finished like you're a pleasure to talk to and uh, really enjoy it and really enjoy the podcast as well so best of luck with everything oh, you're, really you're a gentleman thanks for having me uh, I can't wait to open a restaurant and give us free food uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the chef's table <laughs> uh, Meryl yeah. if people want to hear more of these wonderful productions that we put together uh, where can they find them they can find them by downloading any podcast provider and just searching WTS pod you can listen on WTSpod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at WTSpod um, or Facebook. Well, no, we don't do Facebook anymore. Yeah, we've really given up on Facebook. Yeah. yeah really <laughs> I don't know why. Twitter and Instagram. That's Twitter all and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook's informed. Yeah. Oh, the other ones are on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I'm avoiding it. <laughs> all right, Facebook.com forward slash WTSpod Ireland. You get Danny at Dan Joe Murray. You get me at Merrigan Mania. And that's it. Love it. Chef Adrian, thank you so much for the man. Thanks, Adrian. Brilliant. Yeah, I can't wait to see what comes next, man. Best of luck with everything. Also, Thanks. just check Jumpers for Goal posts. Yes. Page. Yes. Jesus, we've been meant to prove this for weeks. Keith, yeah. we're sorry, man. Friend of the show, Keith Kelly, uh, came up with arguably one of the most simple yet brilliant ideas I've seen in a long, long time. And it's basically just stick two jumpers down at either end of the field. Four. Stick two jumpers oh, yeah. down. And it, yeah. I was just trying to catch you, I'm sorry. Brian, but just because you made a mistake when you're six, <laughs> don't keep making With mistakes. The cells. Don't keep making mistakes in your adult life, <laughs> yeah, right. Um so just stick a few drummers down, get a ball, bunch of mates, and have a kick around. It's a fucking brilliant idea. It's not even and a bunch of mates, it's putting it out sorry, to the Yeah, yeah, true, yeah, yeah. And um, people you haven't seen in a while and all, so we, we yeah. Yeah. and already there's communities around the place that are uh, you know taking the initial and running it and there's photos up everywhere there's 40, 50, 60 people coming up with these things this these past things. weekend it would, be, it would have been in Leash and Wexford unbelievable yeah, yeah. so it's so, spreading so go to Jumpers for Golf Post Facebook page Jumpers for Golf Post and well done Keith you're a credit mate well done that's it now that's it from us 
Edwin, thanks again, man. Really nice appreciate it. Marrow. See you later. Here it is. Full hearts. Can't lose. We boxed that, didn't we? Too soon. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs>